Ski. He knows his tennis, and we're very privileged to have access to him most of the year around here at SENZ. You hear him on SEN all the time. It's Brett Phillips. He's currently helming the nine coverage of the Adelaide event. The tennis world heats up at this time of year, Brett. You must be uh, a pig in the proverbial at the minute. Well, there's a bit going on. Uh, it'd be fair to say you need eyes at the front, back, sideways, and a lot of matches. Um, you know, we've been going really since the United Cup kicked off, uh, which was before 2023 even kicked in in late December there. And yeah, Adelaide this week, which I've been following, two terrific weeks in Adelaide. They've built a world-class uh, facility there, and they've had some great names. So semi-final day. Uh, today and from an Aussie point of view Nasi Kokonakis is trying to defend his uh, title and in tennis when you win the previous year you've got to defend points and otherwise the ranking slips but on the eve of the Australian Open I don't know if it's such a great thing to win a tournament because it means you get to Melbourne a little bit cooked in a sense and a quick turnaround to play a grand slam but there's a lot of players on the tour like you're seeing at the ASB Classic uh, this week Louis, who just uh, relish winning a title in their career, so uh, they'll uh, they'll take it if it comes along. It's funny how that works, especially in tennis, as you just point out. It's almost like they feel very bound to defend their patch, which I love. And and you know what tennis players like? They get very sentimental to specific events. Kokonakis, he's on an absolute tear. What's his chances yeah. tonight against Roberto Batista Gu? Well, we know the Spaniard is uh, solid. I mean, he's aged and dropped a, a little bit. I mean, he was, he was top 10 at one stage, made that semi at Wimbledon. But he's been just a pro. I mean, just you know, consistent and keeping that ranking, you know, pretty much uh, top 20 for as good as I can remember. And doesn't miss too many balls. Uh, just a really solid player who is tough to beat. You're going to have to, uh, you know, come up with some good shots. But Panasi, I mean, 22 aces last night. That's his go-to. If he's serving well, and then the plus one forehand... Uh, he's tough to beat, Thanasi. Uh, and he, uh, right now, he's that 50 to 100 player trying to climb to zero and 50. Not an easy jump. And you've got to do a lot more of the one percenters a little bit better. And, not, and I, we don't get to see his prep behind the scenes and everything. But, you know, we've always thought he's had enormous potential. Uh, he's over all these injuries, which is good. The body seems pretty durable. And hopefully, uh, there's a good upside to come. What do we know about Jack Draper, Brett? Because I see that Nadal's going to have to face him coming up. And uh, so we're going to see a wee bit of him. He's on the other side of the draw in the semi, right? He's a beauty. Uh, Big Jack. He's in the semis. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Today, uh, go back 12 months ago, he was in the 200s, right? So he wasn't even on the radar of the Australian Open. And he won five challenger events in the first part of the year at that next tier down. And then I think it was 22 times last year, when the official rankings come out each Monday, he bettered the previous ranking. So he got from outside the top 200 to 40 in the world. Now, he's built... Uh, he's a big boy. Uh, you know, he's serving big. He gets to the net, which I love. You know, he's got that big wingspan, tough to pass. Had a little hiccup against Hutchinoff that reset beautifully. He's from the London borough of Sutton, which actually discovered the Rolling Stones all those years ago. <laughs> And Sutton is known. Well, I think they've got a they've got a team in the fifth division of the uh, you know English football over there. So, they, so he might become the biggest man out of Sutton if he keeps rising up the rankings. And I don't know if Rafa will enjoy playing him uh, round one of the Australian Open. No, not by the sounds of it. It sounds like he's got a bit of that that special stuff that X factor. So that'll be a hell of a hell of a matchup. Yeah. I want to come back to the uh, the first round of the Oz Open because there's some fireworks. 
But I'm curious if you've been keeping your eye sticking with men's tennis on the ASB Classic, mate. I'm sure you have. And today we get to the semi-finals where we got an all-French affair later on in centre court. But we get Brooksby, who's had a hell of a run yeah. up against Cam Norrie, the half Kiwi, half South African, half Englishman. Uh, and and we, we want to see him go deep. Hopefully he does go through from a tournament interest perspective. What have you noticed out of the ASB Classic? Yeah, no, look, the, the competition's been uh, great. I think it was a pretty late night, uh, last night, uh, getting uh, the quarters all uh, complete. But, yeah, if you look at the matchups uh, today, I mean, Norrie, look, he's just a... I mean, his rise in the last 12 months has been outstanding. Just uh, and his backhand, I love his backhand, the angle he gets, uh, particularly cross-court. Uh, it's a beautiful shot. Uh, Brooksky is just unorthodox. I mean, I'm sure anyone that's been going to the tennis in Auckland this week has watched him thinking let's not out of the exact textbook of how to hit a forehand or a backhand but he does it his way and the young American has risen through the ranks to become a serious player but you've got a favour cam there at home uh, well that's sort of at home <laughs> <laughs> and the French uh, well I mean Richard Gasquet he's still going Richard he's about 36 37 he's, he's a beaut Best single-handed backhand you've seen, and that French flair. I love to watch him, the French, and Constant Lefty, and he actually played Djokovic in the first week of Adelaide, and he's risen um, a long way. It'd be a big effort if he made uh, an ATP Tour final. So, yeah, a couple of cracking semi-finals, I reckon, today. Speaking of cross-court backhands, Gasquet unleashed a couple yesterday that were just, they were just sumptuous, mate. They were beautiful. Um, Delicious. Yeah, 100%. So, look, the ASB Classic, it's a, it's a ripper because it gets us straight into tennis, Australian open mode, and the draw's out, and there's some beauties. Andy Murray finds himself up against Berrettini. You reckon the crowds will be up for that one? Yeah, that's... Pretty tough for Andy. He was playing a Kuyong here, the spiritual home of Australian tennis, with the hit out against Alex Demonor yesterday. And I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of us who are sort of surprised in one way Andy's still playing, but we're not surprised. Uh, you know, he's a warrior. He is one of the best uh, competitors. So, you know, when you think back to the Labor Cup, uh, the big three uh, had a lot of photo shoots with Andy. He was always the last part of the big four. And, uh, you know, he might have had. 10 or 11 majors to his name uh, if he hadn't come up against these big three over the years so he's been a mighty player but gee Berrettini with that big servant forehand is going to be tough to beat in fact Kokonakis if he won his first round match would meet the winner of those two in the next round but that's sort of forecasting ahead yeah Nadal as you mentioned Scott Draper there's nothing that really troubles uh, Djokovic early on uh, that's if the hamstring is going to be 100% he's supposed to be having a practice match hit out um, with Nick Kyrgios tonight. Can you believe a practice match is actually live on television here ahead of the Australian Open? It's amazing, Brett. It's amazing. Yeah, they're raising some good money for charity, but we'll see if he gets to the start line because two days ago against Medvedev, he sort of pulled the pin on a couple of practice sets and he had that hamstring awareness tightness in Adelaide last weekend and you wouldn't want to risk it in a practice match tonight, although they've sold every ticket in about 20 minutes. So I'm not sure if there's a replacement uh, lined up if he's going to miss. But yeah, he's a bit of a watch at the moment, Novak, because it's rare for him to come into a major uh, carrying an injury. I am curious. Uh, the, the last one on the men's draw, I want to get your uh, read on, Brett, is Rublev versus team. Uh, obviously, this is a, a bit of a special because of team working his way back from injury. Um, how wary will Andre Rublev be in this matchup in the first round? Yeah, and Rublev hasn't started the summer that well. I mean, he lost to Kokonakis in Adelaide, lost first 
week the Adelaide International won. So he's had a couple of losses, Andre, and his challenge is, of course, to try to get past the quarterfinals of a major, six quarterfinals, and he's been in that top ten, but you know can't get past that uh, little group ahead of him. And I suppose we're just curious about team. I, I watched him at Kuyong uh, this week because he lost in qualies in Adelaide. He's 99 in the world. It's been a fair fall from grace, obviously. Through COVID, he really battled, uh, had the wrist injury as well. This is a guy that played every week, Louis. Beautiful backhand. Oh, yeah. Strong, powerful guy from the baseline. US Open champion. I don't know if he can climb to the top echelon again, but there's a little opening maybe. And uh, I think he still believes he can, but the competition is is really tough ahead of him. But we'd love to see him come back. Coco Goff. Just epitomised mm-hmm. everything we loved in a women's tennis star here when she was in Auckland. She was brilliant. And the tournament hasn't been easy, as you know. It's been underwater half the time. And some of the stars, yeah. including uh, Radicanu, have been frustrated about the state of the courts underground, that sort of thing. But Coco just took it on like a consummate professional. And she, as a seventh seed, I know we'll want to go deep now. She's got a bit of form on the hard court. Has she got the chops? And, and do you think she's in the right place? It's funny, isn't it? We uh, are sort of a thinking of Coco now as sort of this established, quite seasoned player. Then you look at her age and you go, oh, crikey, she's only 18 still. Um, so she is, you know, her maturity is well beyond her years and, you know, great parents alongside her, good team. I think she's ready to strike. And, you know, she's got Sinioke of a, uh, the check in the first round, could meet Radicano's second round. Um, well, Emma's been training here for a few days and that ankle's been giving her a couple of issues or so a little watch on that. Uh, but no, I, I think, you know, if you're looking beyond Igor Sviontek, where we throw a blanket over a big group, I mean, she's probably the standout Coco who's ready now to make not just one Grand Slam final issue, but maybe make two or three and maybe even pitch one. So I, I just think that's what she's capable of and uh, she's a beauty. I don't, I don't um, like, I can't agree with that at all. And I don't know if there is a market out there on our local bookie or, or wherever, but Coco to, to win a Grand Slam this year, I, I think that's brilliant call, mate. I think you're right. She's ready and feels like she's around forever, but, you know, well, because she has been since she was 15 or so, but uh, she's probably only just starting to figure it out. Now, Brett, you're a star, mate. We appreciate all your time on SCNZ and SCN. Uh, enjoy the, the hectic time of year for you, and we'll catch up at a later date. And I know that we're going to be on the radio on SENZ right across uh, the North and South Island, uh, bringing you ball by ball over the next two weeks, Louis, so you won't miss a moment from our little bunker. It's nice and cosy there on Rod Laver. Brilliant, mate. We're looking forward to it. See you later. Thank you. Cheers.